Hey guys, uh, Oscar here with another, um, what are you, what am I calling these? The third, 30 second quick hit Chelsea, uh, Chelsea takes on. Let me just get my timer here and go. Okay. So, uh, obviously the, the six goals were pretty enjoyable to watch. I'm not going to pretend that they weren't, but you know, I did just spend all the, Oscar. Hello? Oscar. Hello? Oscar, you're not on your own, mate. I'm here. What? You're doing the podcast this week. With people, you're you're on with me, the people, the person. Oh, oh my know, God, it's a person! Tra- yeah, you don't need to do your thirty second take, so you know. Oh wow, okay. Let's, All let's, right, well, I guess I should start the song then. Yeah, let's do it proper. Another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me is my wonderful co-host, FPL Quiz Wizard champion Chuck Bailey. <laughs> Chuck, I gave you both titles this week because Ian's not around. I figure yeah, you want to gloat about the team. Look, he's basically conceded this year. I've beaten him. It's fine, even though he beat me this week. Um, I'm a bit disappointed. It was finally a week where I wouldn't get the intros confused because I started doing the FPL pod or which one we're doing. And then you you came in here and started recording your 32nd piece, you silly yeah. sausage. You're here. It's great. I know. It's really exciting. I'm back a week early. Yeah. Um, because our good friend and super producer Ian was unavailable to record during the week anyway. So we said, well, we might as well record on Sunday. I, I always say, I always say that, you know, when it's me and him, um, as a joke, I say, you know, it's the best ones, but really now it's the best ones, you know, it's yeah, the best we know, two. We, know. Best two. we have to be nice to him. Otherwise he wouldn't do this with us anymore well, at all. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. He needs it. Everybody knows. Oh man. So which one of uh, us is your favorite? Huh? Recording with just with him, just with me. Oh, me and you. Like, oh, it's me. Yeah, I'm, it I'm my own favorite. Yeah. As long if as we stood at the end of the hallway and we both called to you, who would you go record with? That's what I need to know. Um, I would shut both hallway doors. Um, <laughs> and I'm very upset at the minute because I can't find my second pair of headphones. Um, that means I can have a monitor and hear myself talk most of the time. I just switch off you guys' audio and just uh, <laughs> just guess based on mouth movements. So I don't have to hear. Hear you. I mean, we we'd have been doing this for a while now, so you could pretty much fill in the blanks on your own. Yeah, say something about socks. Um, ah, uh, he's a prick, and um, Roy Hodgson shit. That's about it, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I did. Uh, I did try to get Ian to send me a thirty-second fish clip just to annoy you. I thought it would be really funny to just have that ready to go. He yep. didn't. He forgot yep. or something. I don't know. Yep. That would have been hilarious. Um, so, listeners, fill in your own blanks as far as the dreams of Ian's fish and how they're doing and all well, that Well, he's gone on holiday, so by the time he gets back and, and hears this pod, they'll probably be dead. Yeah, how do you, how do you like, you can't have someone walk your fish for you, right? Right. Is that how fish work? Yeah, yeah, they have legs. You, what? Feed them. You know. Come around and feed them. Feed. Right, 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 right. Otherwise, they'll start eating themselves or each other. Yeah. Is it that kind of fish? Does do, he have piranha? Do, do, the bit, do the bit now where you thank people <laughs> for coming back. <laughs> do that bit. Uh, well, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you. We're very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits normally, although not so much recently. And we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted by things like fish, even when the person whose fish it is is not on the episode. Uh, if you're back, we love you. Thank you. Even better. Patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod and or Patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. Uh, and leave us a dollar and a review and all of the things. Ian is going to love that I didn't get the Patreon correct this week, just yeah. to annoy him. Good. Uh, I mean, we all lose. You, bud. 
Oh my gosh. Um, but we'll kick things off around here with, nope, no news this week, really, other than you want to talk about, oh, no, you know what? I do have a news story. Uh, we'll kick things off, as we often do around here, with our famous segment, <clears throat> Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. Uh, that, that guy we don't talk about, he's an asshole, <laughs> breaking phones. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just going to say Neil Warnock's retiring. Oh, is he? Yeah. After. Oh, after, all right. Well, let's go to Colin Warlock then. What's a either? We'll do that. Good, That's a much better story, anyway. Great pull. Uh, it's either a thousand games or a thousand years in management or something like that. He's done. Uh, yeah, he's going to be retiring at the end of the season. I assume him and Mike Dean might get together and do something. That would be quite nice. Um, I would watch a show about them on the road, trying different wines and cheeses in different locations. Oh, oh, hello. Let's go to Sky. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Ian, call somebody. Yeah, you can do that. From the pit- you work in TV, you know someone who knows someone. Come on. From the pitch to the vineyard, that's that's uh, Colin Warlock and Mike Dean try to uh, take over a rundown estate in the south of France, where they brought tried to by to- celebrity ref productions. Yeah, but they tried to make their own uh, wine, which is called uh, Off Your Pop. And nice. uh, it's, a, well, it's, it's a sparkling wine, naturally, with pop in the name. Yeah. And uh, we follow their trials and tribulations as they realize it's not just about planting grapes. <laughs> I would genuinely, yeah. genuinely watch that. Look, I, I, I'm, in my uh, mind, I'm already watching it. I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much. There you go. That's news. Um, <laughs> that's that done. Let's get to the fixtures. We'll start with Wednesday, April 6th. Oh, my God. It's April already. Oof. Where does the time go? Burnley 3, Everton 2. Burnley done beat an Everton 1.5 to 2.4. We won't talk about the XG necessarily. Uh, surely that has to relegate Everton, right, Chuck? No way that it could ever get turned around after that. Well, the problem, the problem is, Oscar, and I don't know if you listened to this, but last week I said that I didn't want that game to exist, so I would record it and then delete it without ever watching it. And now the problem is, is you've made me experience that game and wonder what could have happened. But honestly... It, it we we record now on what uh, what day is it Sunday yes Sunday, Sunday after yep. what has been quite frankly an exhausting day of sport um, <laughs> yep and and it, I I very much in this situation and and we kind of take opposite sides on this because you really want Burnley to go down because yeah, you know them. statistics and it's just about time um, yep. and I really want Everton to go down because it's just I see that as the maximum chaos route and I I feel that says enough about. <laughs> us that i just don't want everton to stay up and so after seeing that game where everton were one nil down then two one then burnley came back to three two i was filled with so much joy um and then i remembered that everton were playing man united and so yeah. it's just shit and like so many other times in our lives man united stole that Fucked joy it up Fucking Man United. Uh, let's skip to there because I don't actually have takes on Burnley-Everton. If this had been an important result, maybe, but like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, because Everton went straight and beat Man United, 0.4 to 0.8 on XG. So a bit of a Burnleying to send Burnley down by Everton, sort of, if these results keep being, I don't know, semi-stable. Um, Burnley also done did a lose this weekend. I don't even remember who they were playing. Norwich. 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 That's there the problem. Go. Yeah. Not Burnley yeah. do not beat teams below them. No. Um, they found one. There's so few of them. <laughs> yeah, they found one. And they managed uh, it. That does leave the odds at 32% to 61% in Everton's favor, meaning Burnley are 61% to go down after the most recent few games. Um, obviously, it's very volatile. I think Everton were at like 70% last week or something when you guys recorded. I don't even remember, honestly, because it's changed so much. 
Um, do we think things are going to stabilize now for the last well, few games? After after the the Burnley Everton game, where Burnley went within one point, Everton were more favoured to get relegated at forty eight percent, and uh, Burnley were at thirty eight with Leeds at twenty four. Um, obviously, Leeds playing. Uh, Watford and Burnley playing Norwich, Everton winning, that kind of thing is kind of shaking it up a bit. It, I don't know. I still have no faith whatsoever in A, Frank Lampard fixing this, and B, Everton's Fair. absolute championship poverty defence um, that they have that are just appalling and bad and it's just they played man united who are also appalling and bad and a mess and no one really knows what they are and they just get paid a load of money and they don't really know what's going on and they start hey, smashing but they do have phones that, that uh they got somebody coming in right who's gonna fix everything this summer yeah Isn't that, is that that's what i heard well apparently it's leaked now that it is basically confirmed that eric ten Hag is gonna be their manager um um, I don't know a lot about him. He's from, he is, uh, an I, the Ajax manager at the moment. Um, and obviously that's, uh, a very kind of celebrated and storied team. Uh, we all know about their links with Academy and the total football and that kind of thing that's, that's been running for, for decades now. And I mean, sure. I've said it before. I don't think he goes in and fixes it unless they completely fix their system. Um, Louis van Gaal. Uh, has even said that Eric Ten Hag probably shouldn't go there because it, they're not football people that care about the results on the pitch. They are commercial yeah. people. That's that's what a, it's a commercial club. Um, the lull factor is that Steve McLaren uh, would be going there to be his assistant coach. Uh, that's fun. Um, Wasn't he England coach at the 2006 World Cup? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, maybe. Yeah, you're probably more likely to remember than I am because you know blocked most of that. England time out of my brain, uh, just the pain of it. I mean, he, yeah, he's just kind of followed around everywhere. Apparently, because he knows the club. I don't know what that means. Like, I, so I he's know Man United coaching now. Well, he he basically taught Eric Ten Hag. At one point, Eric Ten Hag was his uh, assistant as well. So it's kind oh. of a proper master becoming the apprentice, becoming the master type thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, Man United are a fucking basket case, so who cares, um, really? And, uh, yeah, Everton, I still think Burnley stay up, I do. And the percentages now, like we said, like, it's still not mad. Like, it's 32-61. No, yeah, um, it's close. Like, one result changes that completely. Yeah, and completely. The, the nice thing is Watford are now 95%. That's great. Um, but, obviously, be careful what you wish for getting rid of um, Roy Hodgson. Um, Palace fans at the start <laughs> of the season. Yeah, that aged fucking well. That's aging about um, as well as Roy is. Have you seen Everton's run-in? Because I just clicked it for the first time and it's shocking. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. we, we discussed it um, the, last week. Yeah, they've still got Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal to play. Um, and Palace. They, and Palace, yeah. That'd be good. I hope we fucking smash them again. Um, Leicester this week. Well, they've got Leicester twice, sorry. So it's just, yeah, they've basically got Watford and Brentford where they can maybe get... Actually, not Brentford, because Brentford, I mean, quick shout out to them. Uh, obviously, you know, the Oscar of it all last week was um, a bit painful, um, but, you know, it was also a very good team performance. Um, and them getting a 2-0 result against West Ham this week. Um, not that I can really say much about it. Um, from knowledge but that's that's a phenomenal result considering what West Ham are pushing for where Brentford have come from and that kind of thing 
Um, to yeah, well, uh, Brentford kind of finishing off the season in the form that they started it in, which mm. is nice to see. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. like them playing well. Um, and especially Ericsson seems to be doing well mm-hmm. since coming in. I got him on the old fan tracks and he's pulling up a lot of points. So I'm assuming that he's doing things that are, you know, on ball events to get said points. Um, so that's cool. I mean, genuinely. And I, I, you know, the Chelsea result was fully deserved. They played better than us. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. Um, I guess we can get Chelsea out of the way now. Um, there's not really much to say about this, uh, and I'm not being churlish. Uh, we had Chelsea 6, ooh, that's nice, uh, to Southampton. Yes, it's just Southampton. It's not Zero, 9, is it? It's not 9. 4.2, yeah, it's not 9. 4.2 to 0.5 on XG, so well and truly dicked. Um, Timo hit both posts, the crossbar, and got a brace, and one goal that, like, w- was disallowed, I think? Or, yeah, offside. Almost certainly. Um, yeah. Good lord, what a day for Timo! <laughs> what a freakish day. Maybe, maybe the hitting the two posts and the crossbar thing was enough of an exorcism of the goal, um, and and therefore it allowed him then to to score um, just ever because fuck me, we've said he's a cursed child the whole time he's been at Chelsea, and it and it really is just carrying on. Um, but no, that was nice, even if it is you know against Southampton and kind of how are you? Is this kind of for you? Off the back of, uh, obviously, the Benzema uh, kind of masterclass hat-trick in the week and the Brentford result, is this kind of a bit more of a a reassuring result, as it were, to see Um, that you've still kind of got some attacking force, as it were? I would say that it is nice for them to get this result, sure. Like, it's good. It's always good to see the ball in the back of the net, like the psychological effect that that has on players who are maybe feeling low. Like, that's got to be nice. Yeah, they fucking saw it enough in Um, this game. Yeah, the, from their perspective. But for me, as the like fan perspective of it, I I wasn't being churlish last week when I said I didn't care about Brentford. Like It was funny how bad we were at defending, and I didn't think that would be a pattern. I don't think they were particularly terrible about defending against Real Madrid, except for notable <laughs> uh, exceptions to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Real Madrid result is the only result I care about. I'm bummed. 3-1, although two goals is doable. I'm trying not to get my hopes up going into the second leg, but I kind of have to also like get my hopes up, uh, which is scary. Um, but if I didn't care about the Brentford loss, I'm not going to come here and be like, oh my God, I'm feeling so great after beating Southampton 6-0. Like, it was fun. I very much enjoyed watching it. And then an hour later, I was like, okay, now I'm back to being worried about Real Madrid. That'd be fun, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So like the emotional impact of the 6-0 was severely lessened given that it's sandwiched by two very important Champions League legs and it's mm-hmm. in a season where we don't really have anything to play for in the league. Yeah, um, there's a there's a lot of kind of layers to Chelsea at the minute. I didn't I didn't realise until until I read it today that, that Thomas Tuchel's also going through a separation with his wife. And so yeah. it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's there's so many layers to what's going on with Chelsea at it, the minute. It, 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 the vibes are bad. The vibes are just real bad all around. But that's but um, that's what I mean. I, that's why I think kind of this six nil was at least kind of you know, it felt like there was a bit of a relief in the players, at least, that they could yeah, have some it was, enjoyment. It was good to smile for a couple hours. Let's say that. I think for the players and for the fans, it was just good to, like, have something nice for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday will very or Wednesday, whenever we play Real Madrid, uh, is going to very much determine, like, am I happy or not about, like, my fandom um, and not so much this game. But it was nice. It definitely was nice to have a nice thing. Um what about though? <laughs> Speaking of not having nice things, uh, Mr. Stimshin, go ahead and cue up the jingle here. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. 
Uh, we had Arsenal 1, Brighton 2, Arsenal 1.9 uh, to Brighton's 0.4. Why are we womp, celebrating Brighton? Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Well, come on. It's Arsenal, though. Arsenal getting Burnley the fuck out of the top four. Come on. I don't you know. know. I mean, like, it's, it's like if, if they're going to gift us the three goals and three points and clean sheet in, you know, on Monday, like at least put up a bit of a defense of Brighton so we get the benefit. You know what I mean? Don't don't let Brighton beat you as well and detract from our win. You know what they I mean? They gave it their all, man. 1.9 XG to 0.4 is pretty solidly better than Brighton. Granted, yeah. most of that came in like the last 10 minutes. Like it really destabilized at the end there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the disallowed goal where Martinelli high-fived half the stadium. Um, Ian probably <laughs> loved that because he basically did a lap of honor. Yeah, I mean, Ian hates any sort of joy at all, but we don't have to worry about that because he's not here this week. So um, Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of joy in his life. Peterborough probably lost again. No, I think they drew, actually. Mm. Did they? I don't genuinely... Is their season still Care? going? Oh, I guess. I mean, right. well, in a way, it's still going. Technically? <laughs> yeah. In terms of the fact that it's, unfortunately for them, it's not over yet. <laughs> Please put it out of its misery. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just... Oh, man. Um, so, Arsenal... Put them out of their misery. Arteta, good manager this week, bad manager this week, hard to keep track. I still think he's a good manager. I just think that there's variance in that team and it was a bit weird. Um, and they should beat Brighton and Brighton are fucking shit. Um, I Brighton said it last shit. time. They, you know, they'd had, what was it I'd said last week? Uh, six wins, well, seven wins now for the season and four of them were in the first five game weeks or something like that. Like, not good. Ooh, they suck. Yeah, yeah I think the, the pressure, I wonder if it's... Um, this is the part where, because Arsenal are a very young team with a inexperienced manager, who I believe is a good manager, but not an elite level manager. I will um, gladly agree to that, that. Then means that the pressure from, I'm assuming, the next team we talk about, who are a more experienced team and who do have an elite manager, um, mm-hmm. is maybe getting to them a bit um, because Tottenham Hotspur... I are fucking fun. <laughs> it's, yep. it's so much fun. Let's uh yeah, let's jump over to the other North London team then and Mr. Stimson, I know you're not actually here, but can you go ahead and queue up the jingle again? Do you want me to get him on the phone and he can do it like live? Or? Ooh, they're better no, than no, they are no, to no, be. Okay. Burnley of the week. Uh, we had Aston Villa 0, Tottenham 4, Aston Villa 1.6 to Tottenham's 1.6. Tottenham scoring oh. 4 on 1.0. Not too bad. Love it, love it, love it. If only because it makes Arsenal fans sad. And uh, Hingman's son, he's pretty fun, right? He's a good Holy one. shit, that whole front three is ridiculous. Um, Hungmin's son. Hungmin's son in his last three games has six goals and an assist. Harry Kane in his last three games. Oh, he hasn't scored. He's on a scoring drought. Blah, blah, blah. Seven assists in three games, <laughs> and <laughs> and six goals in the four games before that. Um, yeah. Dejan Kulazewski as well. You know, at, at, like providing and in his last games. You know, just one and uh, one and two assists. Um, but yeah, fuck this. This team is just. Ridiculous. Antonio Conte celebrating every goal like it's the greatest moment in the history of sport. I he love does his that. joy. That's what I loved him about at Chelsea. And he's oh, he's a delight. They don't Inc- deserve him. They don't Inc- deserve him. He's too good for them. <laughs> it's just incredibly emotionally powerful. Um, and yeah, fun that, you know, Aston Villa in this game were fantastic in the first half. 
um uh, Hugo Lloris I mean Hugo Lloris made eight saves uh a 4-0 4-0 win and the goalkeeper is probably the man of the match um because there was Yeah absolute- I mean that 1.6 xg is not a little it's a lot No good things at Spurs and they really they really are putting on the pressure um as I'm sure you can give us with the the old top 4 odds um as yes, they are now uh, This has Tottenham at 65% to Arsenal's 33%. So pretty much uh, we little Man United at 2% still hanging in there. Oh, no, 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 I did not good. Oh, the little did not good. <laughs> Keep going up Do that hill. Do you think it'll be Spurs? Uh, no, I think the Man United odds are wrong. Um, they should be negative 100% because that is not <laughs> fucking happening. Um, I really think they do. I think as much as momentum is not a thing, you look at Spurs at the moment and they are just fucking flying and scoring goals for fun. Uh, and defensively, they're, they're fairly well organised. I mean, if we look at their last however many games uh, against Leeds, four goals, Everton, five goals, Man United, only two, Brighton, two, West Ham, three, Newcastle, five, Villa, four, like just vibes, vibes, <laughs> just absolute outgun them. Um, and and getting that organisation that's coming in from from Conte, um, be that on a kind of training basis, or the fact that he is just screaming at you for ninety fucking minutes. It's um, terrifying, terrifying yes. man. Um, incredibly, it, 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 he he's one of those famous people that when you see them face to face, they have that like aura. Um, did I tell you I walked past him once just on the street and and kind of like my eyes just gravitated to him I was walking along the riverside in Kingston um, near where I used to work and because that's fairly close to Cobham and where obviously all the the Chelsea stuff is and uh, and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing when he was there and I saw him in a cap with his uh, very beautiful wife and um, just uh, I couldn't like not look at him and he he just I just gravitated towards him very handsomely powerful man that's it yeah he gives off that aura i mean he kept diego costa under control so that's how you know he's got magnetic energy that's fucking wild (laughs) uh i i'm with you i think spurs will be it i think antonio Conte is the difference i think he's amazing i think he's getting the best out of a lot of aging players who would struggle in maybe different systems but who aren't struggling they're thriving uh because that's kind of what he does man he like he gets shit out of like no matter who it's there, but especially when it's someone who has talent, he gets the best out of that. Yeah. And he is doing that. Um, I, I fear of them next season. The way he's using Kane now and getting Kane to be really effective in games where he's effectively unplayable um, makes you wonder, like, not to start on this cycle early because, let's face it, it's going to happen in the transfer window, but, like, what is going to happen with Kane next year? Because if this is what you're getting and this is what Tottenham could potentially be... And I don't, I don't necessarily know if City do go in for him or, or that kind of thing or where he would go next. Um, but, you know, if he if he then signs another contract at Spurs, I mean, who knows, Conte, you'll probably get another, like, nine months out of him before the whole thing implodes. Um, yeah, you get two seasons. Yeah. I mean, prob- that's all the good managers. Chelsea gets 18 months per manager because we get all the good managers and those all those managers burn out after 18 months. You say, you like- say 18. I think it's 14. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Tuchel's, Tuchel's been here over a year, so you know we're we're on the plus already. Yeah, this is true. Uh, shall we talk about your team? I feel like we can't avoid it anymore. My team. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've had some time to reflect. I guess it's been a few hours. Where the for the listeners, we're talking about Leicester two, Crystal Palace one, Leicester zero point nine, 
two palaces 1.5 i'm using the understat xg for the sunday games because we have not been uh it hasn't been long enough for fbrf to have their numbers up so Mm -hmm. yeah uh the first half first half really was kind of as bad of a performance as as we put in uh for the season but we were kind of due it like we've been flying pretty bloody high recently and this is just a, a normal thing a bit of an off day i think that you know, we weren't link um, holding on to possession. We were paying out from the back, but Leicester were pressing us really, really high and really well. And we were just never able to then make that connection into the midfield um, and to attack and then made a couple of silly mistakes that within six minutes, then in the first half, we, we were 2-0 down, um, which kind of reminded me actually of the last time we played Leicester. I think it was the same where they were doing pretty poorly at the time. Um, we were playing quite well, two 0 down within the first half, and then and then Vieira made a couple of changes. Um, one enforced, which is Tyrick Mitchell, which kind of changed it. But then he brought off uh, Gallagher and Cuyate for Eze and James McArthur, and it kind of turned the game around. Um, I don't think how I think if you take the ninety minutes as a whole, Leicester were definitely the better team, and I think it's fair. Um, the XG is probably only, is only because of the penalty. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it was Kaylee had 0.9 to 0.7 plus a pen. So you were on open play XG lower. Yeah. and Not by much. And though. the XG that we were generating was kind of it was shots, but there were two, three bodies in front. There was only really mm, one okay. decent chance in the first half where Zaha forced a really good save from Schmeichel. Um, but bringing Gallagher off to bring Eze on was amazing because he just managed to keep the ball in the midfield and started to see again the player that we had last year of like going on those runs um you know taking the control in the tight spaces and beating the player and moving on and getting that ticking over which I think is really key um to kind of getting him back on his feet and in this team because he's kind of become a forgotten man you know being out for so long with such a serious injury and other players like Michael Elise coming through and the other signings we had to then drop back in Eze and, and have him firing. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's fucking sensational. And so if he gets that confidence back from, a, you know, a ruptured Achilles, that that was fantastic. And, and that kind of helped us to drive on and in the second half be creating more of those chances where you think if we had have nicked another one, you could have kind of said it was within the realms of variance um, yeah, uh, and, and kind of a fair quote-unquote result um but yeah it's a shame we could have got more points we're kind of in that spot at the minute where unless a hell of a lot goes right we can't climb any higher than the ninth we were in um Leic- yeah. leicester were in in 10th um behind us but but we were we were level on points um so they they just move above us now and presumably you've got an eye on next weekend. Is that the is your is your next game the semifinal or do you play yes. midweek? Yeah, no, we don't we don't have a midweek game. It's kind of uh, that that was the kind of thing with this. Leicester have Europe either side of this. Chelsea obviously had uh, you know have got Real Madrid um, in, in the week, and then we lead up to the to the cup final on Sunday. Uh, now so a week semifinal. Semi-final. Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Did I say final? Sorry. Yeah, you uh, said cup final. Just cup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels like a cup final. A, a trip, a trip to Wembley for for a team like Palace. You know, it doesn't it doesn't happen a hell of a lot uh, to even get into the final four. I think it's why it's quite a, quite a nice thing um, to have 
the semi-finals at Wembley. Um, I think probably in a situation we've had where it's Liverpool versus Man- uh, Manchester City in the other one, maybe we could have used a, ven- a neutral venue closer to where they are. Um, yeah, thinking of the fans, bit. carbon footprint, travel costs, one with, all that uh, kind of one thing. With, like- trains actually running that day too right like isn't there some some issue with uh, yeah, people yeah, getting yeah. there yeah, yeah yeah there's massive issues with people getting there so they were having they, they were basically saying the club should put on code of coaches um i haven't really kept up to date with that but i but i think it's pretty fucking piss poor and, and appalling and it's kind of the reason is is because I, i'm not an expert on this but the way the fa mismanaged the development of wembley has meant they basically have to hold as many games as possible at wembley to make enough money to keep it going Okay, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess, and so especially after obviously the Euros, where we England national team has stadium bans and stuff like that um, for a couple of home games, I think. And um, yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a shame that you're making all of those fans travel because they've got a lot of games. You know, it's it's like we joke about the Man City in the empty stadiums and whatever, like. Going to football and traveling like it's expensive. It's not just a train. Yeah. It's not just a ticket. Um, sorry to go on this kind of. Uh, I'm like, yeah, get back to the palace. You have tickets to this. Like, be more excited about. Yeah, palace. yeah, no, I've paid. I've paid through the fucking ask for tickets. Um, but you know, it's, that's so exciting, um, dude. Yeah, it, you it get is, to see Palace at a fucking semi cup, at a FA Cup semi final at yeah, Wembley. Yeah, but I've like, done it before. I've been, I've been to the FA Cup uh, semi final yeah. before. You know, it's fine. I've never seen Palace lose at Wembley. Fine. Yes, it was against <laughs> Watford twice and Sheffield United once, but you know that's the thing. It, it's awesome. It, it's really cool. Um, I, I do wish it wasn't. You know, the other three teams weren't the three best teams in the country. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah. You, you'd like to yeah. have had uh, a bit of a. You know, I'm not saying an easy one because then it, not that it feels any different. If you win a trophy, you win a fucking trophy. That would be mega um, for can, the club. Can confirm the 2012 Champions League final does not feel any less sweet because we were not at all deserving. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You, you don't, you, you don't remember that journey afterwards. It's only during. So, but yeah, who knows what could happen in, in that kind of game? Um, it, it would be amazing. Uh, it's a shame that, well, I don't really know what to make of this whole Gallagher Palace asking if Gallagher can play things. Oh, I don't know cheeky. if they had. I liked it. I thought that was funny because obviously that's going to be a no. So why bother asking yeah, if not but to just be like a little prick? Like that's but fucking I'm not great. sure because it's it's not even like the club can say yes. It's the, the Football Association. I'm like, they, they're the ones who would. Yeah. I don't think ah. Chelsea can make that decision in, in this situation because then it's why like. Why did a, Palace ask? Well, I don't know if we did. I don't know. I feel like there, there was something that uh, Vieira said in a press conference, which I think is really fair, that he said it's a shame. Well, Gallagher, the day after the draw, when he came into the into training, he said he was really, really dejected and he could tell it was affecting him because he knew he wasn't getting the chance to play in that game. Yeah, instantly, of course. You know, and, and, and I think for any player, when you've worked up in a knockout competition to the point where it's going to be at Wembley, which doesn't happen often for the club, perhaps for the player as well at this point in his career, and is a much bigger occasion with a lot more fans than than would normally have at home. It's kind of a shame, and it, and it's kind of just a quirk of the competition that if we'd have been drawn against Man City, he he could have played. So, and I, I think he that. should play. Like I feel bad that he he put in the work to help get Palace there. He's yeah. emotionally invested in this team. And it's not like he doesn't deserve to be playing. And I think long term. Like, I could see him, not that it is up to Chelsea, but, like, I could see him be sort of resenting the idea of Chelsea because they were the reason he couldn't play in the FA Cup semifinal. Do you know what I mean? Like, subconsciously, if nothing else. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a fair point. But that and that's kind of similar to what Vieira said that, you know, also there's the layer of he's at the club to develop and now a next part of his development would be playing in a big competition in a, in a, in Wembley in that environment and so it's potentially harming his 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 development a bit more in that way so but that's that's just one simple part of it um it's you know it'll be it'll be great to go it'll be great to go with my my dad as well and um you know hopefully it's it's a mop derby in a cup final in a cup semi final you know in a cup game it will be that's cool it'll, it'll be I'm great root- to, i'm if, decidedly if, rooting for palace if that's the one you're such a prick if that's the one <laughs> oh my after four I'm years of this genuinely. bloody podcast if after four years of this bloody podcast four seasons or whatever it is that that's the mop derby we finally win that would make up for the other eight losses <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. I'm genuinely rooting for you. I will be happy if Palace win. I mean, I'm not going to not be happy if Chelsea win, obviously, but... No, no, I wouldn't blame you. I, and I, I don't think I've seen Chelsea in the modern era ever live. I've seen Palace. Really? I haven't yet, yeah, I haven't seen Liverpool. I've seen Palace City. I've seen Palace United, Arsenal, Tottenham. Um, yeah, I think Chelsea, Chelsea and Liverpool are the last then two. Then I hope we give you a good show. Oh, like maybe like bitch. a lot of no 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 like maybe like a lot of Timo misses. I want to see Timo Werner offside. I want to I want to see. I'm going to take a bingo card. Timo Werner offside. Marcus Alonso caught out of position. Uh, keeper Kepa in goal. Kepa's going to be in goal surely. Oh God, yeah, that's right. Well, whatever. Good. That's better for Palace. So yay. <laughs> long shot. Long shot on Kepa. Tick tick the bingo card. Um, But then, yeah, it's just then the small matter of the the other um, semi-final, which was also um, the other game as as we recorded today. Oh, well, I suppose... did that happen? Yeah, I suppose shout out Norwich. that happened? Shout out Norwich, I guess, in a way. And Brentford again. (laughs) We've already done that, haven't we? Never mind. Um, Yeah, do the the stats, but this was fucking fun. This is so fun. fun. Really fun and dead even in the stats too. Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2... Manchester City 1.4 to Liverpool's 1.3. It was looking like City were the better team for long stretches there. I was surprised to see the XG end up this close. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a fun match, dude. Like, from the beginning, immediately City were in, like, behind. And it, the game just went from there. How did you feel watching this? Exactly. I could, almost couldn't take I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was I was at my parents' house eating dinner with an iPad in front of me, like just watching and, <laughs> like a toddler. And, yeah, with my daughter opposite me and she was watching Shrek. And um it, yeah, my mum was like, Oh, you're like a child. It's like, Yeah, but mum, I need to watch this. <laughs> I need to I need to watch <laughs> Ma, this. Ma, you're talking too loud. Ma, Ma. Shut up, Ma. And it, it exactly like you said, it was just two teams that are phenomenal that were going at each other, not showing each other any respect. There were a few like ropey moments and and mistakes that were getting made that were kind of being capitalized on, but then made up for with great defending. And both managers at the end were really kind of, because they're both football perverts in their own way, aren't they? You know, those two and Tuchel as well. And, And Klopp has said many times, even when he's been involved in those games, it says like, it's good for the fans. And I and I think it was, and the fact that neutral, you know, we're both neutral. Well, you enforced neutral by the fact that Chelsea couldn't keep up with the two of them. Condolences. <laughs> um, Fuck off. But this is what this is what want to see from this game. This is exactly what 
you know, for once Sky can hype this game and it lives up to the hype. Yeah, um, that was fun, man. Uh, yeah, just and, nonstop. I just feel like, and it, and it kept toing and throwing. I feel like, I mean, I'm trying to find the stats here. Um, I, I, I just feel like every every time, you know, sometimes they bring up the possession stats from the last 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. I feel like every time they brought that up for the last 15 minutes, it was like City, 75%, Liverpool, 25%. And then the next time they brought it up, it was Liverpool, 75%. City twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it it was they were so evenly matched everywhere. They were scoring some uh, lovely goals. There were some selfish misses, and it kind of had everything. And it's it's Salah now passed to Mane. Can we Salah talk about that? Mane, that and happened. they scored a bloody goal. You think they realise? What a oh. pass! Mm. They're just good. They're good. Both teams good. very good. Hot takes here. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, I was so I went over to a uh, friend of the podcast and newly converted Premier League fan, and unfortunately ended up a Liverpool fan. Uh, Nick's house to watch this game, um, and it's his first like real season like invested as a Liverpool fan. I think he spent the season before this one just kind of like picking a team, uh, which is like a, a uniquely international fan experience. But um, mm-hmm. this was fun to watch with him to see like the pressure of the title race. And I, I, we had a conversation before where he was like, what's going to happen today? And I said, what's the most painful way that Liverpool can fuck up just missing out on the title? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so he was like, Oh, we're going to win today and then lose to like Burnley on the last day of the season. I was like, yeah, that's probably what's in the cards. You know, you're going to get a comeback from three zero against crystal palace when Palace were still bad kind of situation. Yeah. 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 We were bad. Oh, then. That yeah, Emily was like, Stephen Gerrard will come out of retirement and fall down. I was like, oh, we're still making Gerrard jokes, yay! Well, that's the thing, because <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, Villa still play, um, v- Villa still have Liverpool to play. And so, oh, imagine if, yes. imagine if Villa win, if Villa win, and, and Stephen Gerrard would just be struck from the record, surely. Um, <laughs> club legend station removed. But also... I think Everton uh, play Villa, so it's also and and uh, sorry, yeah, Villa play Everton and also Liverpool play Everton, and since they're in in the scope for for relegation, is that you've then got him able to reaffirm his status if he can contribute to to relegating Everton as well. There's so many layers to this onion; it's beautiful. The Lord Stevie giveth and taketh away. The Lord Gerard, he does do that, but you know, there's one point in it. Man City is sixty-seven percent for for the title. Liverpool thirty-three. There's two reasons for that. I think the first is that they are the better team by the underlying numbers. I'm pulling up the exact numbers, but it, they are decidedly better, if not by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, on XG difference per ninety, it's plus one point six versus plus one point five, so it's close. But City are better, and then also more importantly, they have much the easier schedule to finish out the season here. Yes, they they do. But I mean, we've We've seen results against City, like the Palace one, where it's just Palace win two nil, and it and it makes no sense in in the scope of anything. Or then again, you know, obviously the nil nil more recently, um, and it just seems so funny that we're in a position where it all came down to this result because we're assuming the teams win every game, uh, kind of going forward. I mean, the big one for Liverpool is kind of Tottenham, I guess. Would you yeah. say that's the biggest fixture, really? I would, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's yeah. one of the toughest teams in the country to play at all. 
They're mm. they're almost caught up to Chelsea. They're like fourth on XG per ninety, including their bad runs. Like yeah. on aggregate over the season, they're fourth. So like yeah, that's a tough game. Um, and that's really the only one, I guess. And I know I know we're really we we do poke fun at Liverpool, and we have done a lot in the past. But after after a game like today, where you see how evenly matched they are, and not from being shit, evenly matched from also performing incredibly highly. Mm-hmm. That you're like, it, it again, like we said about the FA Cup final journeys, uh, as we were, you don't remember all the shit you beat on the way, you just remember the, the final day and who won it. That's it. Right. It's just like, there's there's the potential for so many years for it, this Liverpool team to be forgotten about, but they are fucking phenomenal. And it's just so happened, you know, it's like the Barcelona Real Madrid syndrome. And I don't, I don't really want to see that happen over here it's kind of in a way probably going to happen that every league ends up becoming like Liga because PSG just run away with it or the Bundesliga where oh Dortmund are ahead by nine points and there's five games left and then Bayern Munich still win it by 20 points somehow Um, (laughs) you know we've seen the only kind of reason we've seen a bit of variance in Spain over the last few years even though Real Madrid are kind of running away with it now is because of their financial inadequacies of being able to actually run their clubs um and so you know long may this continue of kind of pushing but I'd, I'd love to see more teams in it and i think chelsea for for obviously so long this season even if it is spurs it's not going to be man united i don't want it to be man united ever but i mean like, the it, more it, well who, who knows what happens with the ownership but it should have been us but it wasn't and it's just so hard to keep up with these two fucking teams like, we're really fucking good. We're probably one of the five best teams in the world. And we are light years behind I mean, these two. I mean, on, on simple actual facts, you are, you won the Club World Cup. You won, you won the Champions League. You won the, the Club World Cup. So in terms of that, you are the number one team in the world. Because you've had to you've had to get through these games and, and you qualified for that. Whether people then reduce the Club World Cup to, oh, they won two games. But it's like, well, hang on. Before that, you had to qualify for the Champions League. Then you had to win the Champions League. That bit's quite hard. That yeah, bit's, just a my, bit. My club's, my club's never done that in, in, in 100 and however many years it is. Nah, 117. Just the, two, just the two for us. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And so it's this weird thing that we... It, it's almost like the messy problem that like those teams get to be so high that you just you know if they have any dip it's cataclysmic but when it's just happening you just assume it's normal like Lionel- i mean this liverpool team had the second most points ever and didn't win the title and that just happened like two years ago they uh, broke 100 yeah. points that year, two, right? I'm not points. crazy. Like, they had over 100 points, mm. and they didn't win the title. And I'm not even doing no, a bit right I now. Think I genuinely was, don't remember. That was the 97 points, 98 season. It was, it was I, 97 points. Whatever it was, they had, like, City, the second yeah. most points ever yeah. and didn't win the title, Yeah, which was insane. And where do you think this amazing rivalry of the last few years with Liverpool getting the Champions Leagues also in there, which can't be belittled by any means, obviously, mm-hmm. Um where do you rank this? Like, to me, I think the last time we had two English teams this good battling it this hard was Chelsea United were the two best teams for, like, five years in the in the mid-2000s there. Yeah. I, um, it's that. And then before that, you know, you're going kind of beyond my footballing recollection as kind of experiencing it fully as a fan um, because then it feels like you're going back into the 80s uh, early 90s late 80s through through then when when english seems to be more dominant but like it's huge at, at the moment and and you cuz cuz you look at the landscape of 
Europe in general. And, you know, Bayern Munich, you know, they'll dominate their league, but they've just lost 1-0 to Villarreal. They're, and they're not the dominant force necessarily in Europe that they are, that they have been over the last um, few years when they, when they, you know, they won the Champions League under Pep and those kind of things. We look at uh, Barcelona, for fuck's sake, are in the Europa Conference League. Or the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. And Drew won Not all even with the Europa League. Oh. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, it, it's a time where these two dominant teams and and i've said about this before like you take you take the top four british teams and you put them you spread them around into different leagues in europe and they probably win all of them um and it is just it's just a weird quirk of it unfortunately at the same time but but i but i also do think that it's the presence of one also heightens and exacerbates the the presence of the other I don't yeah, think it's like it's like Nadal Federer like they they bring the best out of each other and like yeah. often the greatest of all time had a rival that like spurred them on. Yeah, I mean Messi Ronaldo yeah, exactly. for example. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very normal Vegeta and Goku if you watch Dragon Ball, you know. Same thing yeah. really. Yeah. Um so, well, um same thing? Yeah, I don't I don't think Dragon Ball scripted, you know that, right? It's not it's not a documentary. What? You think he flies around on clouds? Yeah. It's a Nimbus. We have Nimbus Ooh. clouds. Oh, dear. No? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, no, but jokes aside, like, so you, the thing that fucking pisses me off the most is that you said, um, oh, hopefully this can continue. And my brain immediately was like, no, it's not. Age curve, Saland, Mane, Firmino. And then in the other part of my brain was like, no, you moron. You just saw Luis Diaz and Diego Jota dominate today against yeah. City. So, like, when you have the power of analytics and Harvard astrophysicists at your disposal, Liverpool can just replace a Salah and a Mane, and they're going to continue to be fucking terrifyingly good, even if they're not as rich as City. Yeah. Um, which sucks, because give other people a chance. Oh, you fucking... Don't poor me, poor me. <laughs> Fuck off. But, it, but, that's it. but this is kind of the side of the, the kind of Chelsea part uh, of whatever happens and, and what we were kind of saying about the level of investment and, and richness that is required to not only carry over whatever form of the debt it is, but to regenerate and, and you know, kind of invest heavily in the team. And I think it, it has to almost certainly come from the Chelsea Academy that it is because that's been such a rich source. If you look across the league and so many people that have come through that academy. Mm-hmm. and Across the leagues in Europe, plural. Yeah. Oh, everywhere. And you've got buyback courses on fucking all of them. Half of them haven't even been born yet, and you've got buyback courses <laughs> on them. Um, it's, I'm pretty sure that you've got Tammy Abraham's firstborn son as well coming to you. Yeah, so, we've been tapping up Messi's kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, you know, that's that's kind of got to be the focus there, and that's where your level of analytics needs to kind of come into it and, and kind of challenge in a different way, and that's what's fun. You know, City have that oil giant, whatever, spend not necessarily massive, like, ridiculous world record stuff on every single player they buy, but buy it at such a high level that it ensures a huge consistency. You've got Liverpool that analyse and, and do it that way and, and have, like you said, astrophysicists and, and all this kind of shit. And then you can have Chelsea, which is kind of then bringing all the people through from an academy and also still selling them because you're not going to be able to have a loan army anymore. Um, from no. next season, it's eight, then it's seven, then it's six players you're allowed to loan out. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll find a way to, to circumvent that. It, especially with the fact that a lot of the players you have been getting as well, just to kind of bring it back to my own club and how we are, you know, I've said it before, the fourth best team in England. 
uh, FA Cup statement Obviously. of fact. Statement of fact. Yeah. You know, we've just opened a huge Category A stadium, uh, Category One, a Category One Academy, and because South London is a huge, one of the most productive areas of talent in the world of football, and a lot of those for a very long time have been scooped up by Cobham. Um, they pay yeah. for obviously all the transport over there, and those guys that just kind of get churned out. Um, players like Ruben Loftus Cheek, Jaden Sancho, Eberetche, Eze, um, that that are all South London players. That if they had that attraction, perhaps they came through the Palace Academy, and then we get that. So there's also it maybe not to the same level, but there's that kind of side of competition that Chelsea kind of need to capitalise then on on what what they kind of have. Interestingly, but. Anyway, we say we say as well about Man City Liverpool being really even, and I've just looked at the uh, the Champions League odds, and Man City are thirty four percent to win it, and Liverpool are thirty three percent to win it as the two favourites. So That's it's so just, funny. It spreads everywhere. Then you've got Bayern. Do we have anything Real. in there? Would he like five percent? Uh, oh two. It, it's obviously Oof. it's 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 heavily based on the current landscape of. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I'd imagine Liverpool there's no, f- not many. There's going to be what two teams above the single digits, probably. Uh, like it'll be Liverpool, Liverpool and City are going to be the only. T- oh, I guess Munich. No, it, not Munich. They yeah, won't. still Bayern. Weirdly, uh, but th- they are still sixty-two percent to make the semis, um, but eighteen okay. percent to win in total. I mean, it's only a one goal. You know, they're only behind by one goal against Villarreal. Like, yeah, one that. goal. But you've got City who are one up on Atletico, but they don't exactly attack. Liverpool are three one up going into the second leg. Um, Chelsea with their, you know, their um, uh, deficit not, to overcome. It's not looking good, is it? No, but it's, but like you said, though, to kind of bring it back round to like, let's be positive. Like two goals, two goals is doable. Two goals in the Champions League. We've time. got history. We've got priors. Yeah, that's for sure. This this is it. This is it. Oh, that would be a nice, nice little uh, bow on the gift for a new owner. Here you go, sir. Two-time back-to-back Champions League winners yeah. as your new shiny toy. Now invest this summer. And basically a minimum, you know, if let, let's say hypothetically Chelsea win the FA Cup semi-final, um, it will be back-to-back Champions Leagues. Oh, and also I've got to the final in every fucking cup competition I've played in <laughs> like since I've been here. Um, and that would make Chelsea's third or fourth FA Cup final in a row. Because Pulisic scored against Arsenal and broke his leg. Then we lost to Leicester. And those have been the two pandemic FA Cup finals. There's about the third pandemic. <laughs> We're going to complete the trilogy of pandemic FA Cup finals. Now let's send Palace in. Palace, you can do something. Please. That would be great. Um, yeah, lots of fixtures coming up. Uh, we have a big double game week for all of you FPL nerdy fans. Um, well, half of it's a double game week, half of it's a blank game week. There's two FA Cup semi-finals in there on Saturday and Sunday. Um, we get to see City and Liverpool again. We've got Champions League football in midweek, like you said, Oscar. Chelsea play on Tuesday. Um, football never going to end. We are fully in the. We will batter you and overstuff yep. <laughs> you. It is. This is like Christmas Day for football fans when we get into Chuck, April. It's a World Cup year. Ugh. There's a World Cup this year. We have to we have to survive that somehow. <laughs> yeah. So I've... much soccer. The players, the poor players. I, I oh, oh, can I just hop in here and be like, how is anyone at all angry about the five substitutions? It is for player health. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Like good good player health good, I think. I don't know. Hot yeah. take, I guess. I think as long as you but but it, as long as you use them because we've the the 
part and and I agreed with agree with that and and you know Ian and I discussed it last week um but it it is also still you know people like Klopp that have been going on for years about it and and then we see them go when they have three substitutions still not making a single substitution you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then you're like right that that and that's why I said if it really is about player health find the 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 drop off point or the the sharp uptick point of soft tissue related injuries due to muscle muscular fatigue and you have to have made x amount of substitutions before that minute if what we're saying is that it's about positive you know what I, I mean? like that hell yeah more science Fuck more yeah. science more science more stats more numbers um i'm going to try and rapid fire off these fixtures there are quite a lot of them <gasps> Saturday, 16th of April, uh, 11 o'clock deadline, FPL, Mark Daffin, Mark Daffin, 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 Spurs, Brighton, Man United, Norwich, Southampton, Arsenal, Watford, Brentford on Saturday, followed up by Man United, Liverpool in the FA Cup Sunday, Newcastle, Leicester, West Ham, Burnley, Palace, Chelsea, Mop, Derby, Tuesday, 19th of April, Liverpool, Man United, Wednesday, Chelsea, Arsenal, ooh, tasty, Everton, Leicester, Newcastle, Palace, Man City, Brighton, and then Thursday, Burnley, Southampton, uh, maybe wash your hair that night, I don't know, there's a lot of football coming at you, <laughs> um, get yourself some sticky mitts, and um, try and catch as much of it as you can. Um, that was impressive, Chuck, that was like M&M level of breath control, I'm, I'm genuinely like blown away by that. Well, and now I'm going to go have to go because um i'm nursing a semi uh thank you very much for listening um and just being with us oscar it's been absolutely bloody bloody lovely yes yes i have one last question for you before we go okay uh do you want to poop hot and clean or cold <laughs> would you rather what is this it, 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 it sounds like i'm going in for an mot uh for my car um anyway <laughs> that's really derailed me thank you very much to producers johnny nate mark sam I'm Jeff and Andy Prempreys. He's from Sutton. Bye. Bye. Figured I'd do a little shout out for the Patreon. Would you rather there? Uh.